0: Look, I mean we're going to carry on this fantastic journey. Look, we're going to we're going to bring great joy and entertainment to our customers and clients around the world who are enjoying our timepieces and that's what we're here for. We have to remember, you know, we make an entertaining product. We make something that people are supposed to enjoy.
1: Hello my friends, this is Paul. Today's episode is a special episode. So, I'm sitting in the podcast booth, which is a container in the middle of the IWC Schaffhausen office in Schaffhausen. And I just texted Chris to to for some sort of a performance review talk. Uh, I want to ask him how I did. Um I want to tell him how he did (laughs) so it's vice versa and uh, we're going to talk about uh, yeah what's going on in the IWC world how Goodwood was he just came back from Goodwood Um, and some other topics so I hope you like today's special episodes where uh, the two hosts of the episode talk to each other IWC partners in time both uh, yeah people that normally talk to other people talk to themselves and it's the first personal podcast i ever did like we're sitting in the same room another episode of partners in time so so here we are we, are, we i learned pmp uh, performance
0: Yes, we thought once a year we sit each other down and yeah. we have
1: a little pep talk
0: about yeah. what was good, what was lousy, and what was downright unacceptable. <laughs> okay, so let's
1: start with uh, my, so it's a review talk we're going to have, and we're talking about uh, my performance, your performance, our performance in the mm, podcast. And the car's performance on and, track, Yeah, not forget that. And the IWC performance overall, so <laughs> that's the topic of today's <laughs> podcast. How's my performance?
0: Your performance been awesome, actually. I think we've had, I mean, when you, when you look at sort of the from a whole kind of storytelling engagement perspective, I think it's been absolutely awesome. I think this really added a completely new dimension to our otherwise rather dry sort of watchmaking content. So we are, you know, stoked to bits.
1: Yeah, I'm, I've, I've had a great time too. And I've spent the last 48 hours in Schaffhausen around it. Sorry about that. No, it's, <laughs> it's been interesting. People are surprised. By my out of bed look, I would say, because because I I look like a homeless person. I got a, oh God, no, like no. I'm I'm wearing sweats <laughs> and I'm I'm like walking in Birkenstocks and and shorts around the office. And it's a the 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 fashion le- level is a little more sophisticated in Schaffhausen. Yes, hey, that's news to me. But no, <laughs> in your office at IWC, <laughs> yeah, okay, right, um, it's bubble. But everybody's quite nice. I'm yeah. very surprised how nice uh, people are because, like normally swiss people have some people think they're a little reserved but um but at least here at iwc everybody was super nice so um i think I'm, I'm super happy too what we did and i'm very happy uh, uh, how we started yeah. i did like the video i yeah. did like the podcast stuff um i did i didn't like 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 we we didn't succeed on a couple of topics. Uh, we wanted to. There's this one football player where we wanted to do some stuff and connect it. And yes, that didn't work out because of COVID and Montana yeah. and whatever. And um, you came out of Goodwood. So uh, how was it? So <laughs> it was amazing. It was what happened? Yeah, it was no, it was absolutely stunning. Um, no,
0: no, it was a brilliant weekend. So. Um, Obviously, after after COVID, it's been what eighteen months. I mean, almost since uh, we've been uh, uh, back on track, and now bringing the racing team back over, me, seeing everybody again. I mean, it's such a family feel. What a unique event! You know, it's completely different from other types of motorsport event, like festival speed or Formula One races, where everything is sort of very separate and very elite and you yeah. can't touch anything. Goodwood is it's fantastic because it's literally, obviously it's a unique selection of cars. Like when you, when you, from pre-war to Bentley blowers, to 300 SLs, mm-hmm. to modern like uh, long tails, Mustangs, all of this stuff that's around there, which you don't normally see coming together. I mean, they had the best of WRC uh, rally cars from the Impressors to the Audi Quattro Sports, everything. Cars obviously worth millions and millions and millions, but Everybody who's there wants to actually just get them race ready and race them really hard. And there was one uh, standoff between, I think, a touring car Rover and George Farmer's uh, Mustang 320 fastback. And they raced each other like like there was no tomorrow, spinning off like three, four times. And in the end, they dented that Mustang front and back into the wall. And no. you think this is like one of the key Mustangs of motorsport history. Yeah? And these guys are just going for it. And that's just, yeah. I mean, that's the unique thing. And, Everybody's like in stained racing overalls and having a cup of tea and everything is sort of a bit so improvised. And it's just passion. It is just passion. It's not about showing off these cars do what they were designed to do and that is race hard and have a, a hell of a time with it. And, you know, there's no event like it. Nobody can put a show, like, show on like uh, our dear friend, the Duke. And it's just amazing to be back. Did you race? Were you on track? I I was on track during the test day. So we had a test day on Wednesday um, because our racing driver now, Laura Kaihammer from GT, she joined. She's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. Um, she raced the 300SL for the f- first time and we took her on track on Wednesday to familiarise me with the car. And this is obviously awesome because this girl, she, she races, you know, carbon monocoque, full digital display, uh, KTM uh, track cars that have an RS3 engine, five cylinder in. So everything is like super precise and super. And then obviously the 300SL, 1955, drum brakes. Basically no brakes, yeah, like, yeah. 70 kilo activated clutch, a straight six that has the proper sound experience. But obviously this thing has brake steer uh, like nothing you've seen before. So you hit the brakes, it might go completely left, yep. completely right. And we used that uh, chance on Wednesday to actually get her familiarized with the car, which she she absolutely loved. She had a whale of a time, but she was like, oh my God, this is so scary because you have to brake really early. The car could go all over the place. And I was behind her. We had an AMG GTR Pro on track as well with a couple of clients. And literally I was like going down the back straight behind her. So at that point I could basically held on to my steering wheel with one finger and you could see her in front obviously doing all the manual work, left, she's right, working. left, looking like, I an old know, Bond film, yeah, you know, when yeah. the villains sort of do the car chase scene. And she's working like, you know, 10 to the dozen there. Whereas, you know, in a modern car, you just sort of go straight down the line. I can brake maybe 150 meters later than that and still make the turn. So it's, it's different like day and night. But what I loved about it is, she literally, she went out racing. She knew she was up against V8, Jaguar, E-Types, against, uh, you know, Corvettes, against much faster cars, 10 years younger. And we, we knew she was totally up against it, but she held her place. She even had a bit of contact coming through the chicane, you know, a little dent she had the sign in the end. And she comes back out of the car and she was beaming from ear to ear and she says, That's the best time ever. And I think that is just, That's that spirit. Yeah. Of classic racing, where you don't get out of the car going, oh, was a total bummer, but she was just, you could see she had the best time ever. And that's, you know, that's, I, I find it its so great to be working with her. So. Did you
1: did you have that feeling as well, or uh, did you just see the feeling in other people's eyes?
0: I've driven the 300 SL, and yeah. there, of course, it's an amazing feeling, but I was scared because A, you're in a multi million yeah, car that's what I'm saying, yeah. in open traffic yeah. that can A, kill you, and B, kill a lot of other people. So the, and you have, you know, there's a lot of, um, you need an immense amount of concentration. It's an open road race in a car where you need every bit of your wit about you all of the time, and and literally to keep that going for four days, um, sixteen hours a day, basically. I had a lot of respect for that, and luckily we brought back everybody safe and healthy. But gee, I know a few brown
1: trouser moments there. <laughs> I heard there's been a party too, just on a rumor on the streets of Goodwood is must have been, the, the somewhere. And DC was involved. Which was, <laughs> no, uh, which, hey, David. Is, is, can you tell a me a little bit about it? What there were there. other people there. I'm
0: not going to go into details. <laughs> no, no, we just said, I think what, what is so great to see is in the situation where we are today, yeah. I think with all of the changes and the hardship that everybody's been through in one way or another in different mm-hmm. varying degrees, I think everybody is just so up for having a good time again. And and it's lovely to see. It is really that is what we've all been missing for quite. One hundred
1: percent. And and people like DC, who's a one of the most social guys I've ever seen. He connects with everybody. Yeah. And also one of the like I don't know how he does it, but he's like he's fit in the morning. I don't yeah, know. yeah. And I've
0: told this story many times, but my, my favorite episode there was, I think it was 2018, probably, Melbourne GP. Yeah. And um, it was again, one of those evenings, and I think I had left... DC, probably a half past four in a bar somewhere <laughs> where in he was yep. explaining, yeah, in a cuisine exactly, <laughs> where he was explaining to a whole bunch of people that he was this art collector. <laughs> it was like, you know, and they were like, oh, really? That's interesting. And next morning, he obviously comes on uh, with Mark and everybody on, on on Channel 4 at like 10 in the morning. And, and he just says, you know, it's an amazing atmosphere here in Melbourne. There's like parties every night. Of course, we can't ever go to any of them because we're too busy working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, you he like like probably comes
1: straight from the party. <laughs> <laughs> That's happening. No. I did try to buy an IWC. That there's, it's not that easy these days. What's well, happening?
0: No, we've seen obviously two things coming together. On the one hand, you see that you know there's a great you know demand in the world for all things experiential and and things that people have been waiting for a long time. And I do think there's this effect that there's a lot of people who probably pre-pandemic thought, hmm, one day I'm going to fulfill this dream or that dream. And, and, you know, post-pandemic, people are in that mind space where they say, well, it's now or never. You know, nothing can be taken for granted. Why did I wait? You know, uh, and and of of course, there's a a lot of demand out there um, at the moment. And and clearly also, as we can see in the car industry, you know, certain bits um, of the supply chain that had still some COVID impacts, etc. So I think everybody is uh, focusing on getting things uh, up to speed as quickly as
1: possible. (laughs) And and what's the next, like, Big Pilot was this year. What's coming up next? The next thing. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) it's between you and me. Yeah, totally. A little bit.
0: (laughs) Is it uh, a... It's going to be beautiful watches, great technical content, and evocative storytelling all around it. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) They're probably mechanical. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's already given away too much, but there might be.
1: Other than that, what's been bad about me? Because we started with my review with the positive stuff, which you Mm. should not probably, right? Mm. You should start with the negative stuff and end with the Positive stuff.
0: You could occasionally clean your watch strap. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't, you don't. It's, it's taking it out of bed, look too far.
1: It's a prototype, mm-hmm. and I'm testing it. What happens if you wear yeah. it very long? But a lot of people told me they like it. And they you, like you, it definitely. You, but you, yeah?
0: that's always the difference between you being able to put this kind of strap onto your watch and kind of accept that it looks like this. But that's why we have to go through a lot more quality <laughs> testing before we put something on a watch because, you know, our clients will be back to us with about 10 minutes and go, you can't there's a quantities <laughs> trap <laughs> so that's a, that's a freedom of being sort of a bit aftermarket as it were yeah. <laughs> how's your brand going by the way
1: um, uh, good good talking good, about good, aftermarket we, we are <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we no, we did uh, supply is a big problem yeah. once again um, but we produce in Turkey so we I went pretty hard on stock mm. a little bit too hard yeah. so I had some financial issues to solve yeah which, because, uh, cause, yeah, By going pretty hard.
0: Do you mean you piled up stock, or yeah, you, you know, way it, yeah, way too
1: much to to be ready for Christmas? Because yeah. my business is also like we starts instant, with that, yeah. and then it's mm. it's it's we're doing seventy five percent in November December wow. of the yearly revenue. So so the the stock is there. It's it's we solved it sort of, but it was close. And I don't like financing things because no. i I never financed anything. So um, yeah, but 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 we're good. It's going very well actually. So it's still ecom blueprint. We have three people only, you know. So we yeah, it's a it's a very small operational stuff, and and everything is outsourced. And um, no, it's it's coming along. But it's also I, I saw some, and I've had this discussion the last uh, two days a couple of times because I, I keep asking everybody. So I want to ask you too, mm. um, if. You could choose whoever you want to choose. Um, um, what What's the next testimonial for IWC? Well,
0: we have a few ideas. But, you know, the problem is, if I say it, yeah, then, then the competition is going to sweep in and the price is the just troubled <laughs> <laughs> like, No, and you could you could see that. I mean, it, with any of these entertainment um, properties at the moment, yeah. this is also something that's really ram- ramped up during the last um, yeah. 12, 18 months you're either there with a contract within the first sort of 15 seconds of a Netflix release or, is, <laughs> or good luck yeah, you know okay. it's, it's, it's literally that um, and, and, and that's that's ramped up uh, uh, quite a bit but what, what, what I was just going to finish on quickly for me you're you're, uh, you're sort of the prototype of sort of the pandemic business model right with, with Parry because you, you used to make handcrafted uh, ties and evening suits um, and then you switched over to sort of, sort, of, <laughs> sort of casualization
1: yeah. and it, but the you, the, the casual, it's happening. You're sitting yeah. here with the t shirt. I've don't, seen don't,
0: you don't. in different
1: outfits before.
0: Well, yeah, well, you know, go and see the Duke. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did you wear this weekend? Like, legit.
0: Now, Private yeah. White, actually. Private White. I don't know if you heard of Private White, but that's in uh, you know, James Eden. He's done a fantastic job with uh, reviving that century old factory up in Manchester. And he's making super, super nice outerwear. He's got some Goodwood Focus also in his collections. He does stuff for Revival. And the, that sort of timeless style quality combo that he's got is just just amazing. So
1: I can only deeply recommend to check that out. And, and it's like e is the same. Like yeah. I'm, I'm still how, – how much – because also I've, I've seen the IWC shop, you know, like on Instagram yeah. by direct. And a year ago I thought like no way you're selling a single watch on in the internet even. Like your your IWC is a brand, you want to feel it's high price, it's whatever. But there was a shift, right? So it's moving towards e-com as well.
0: Yeah, I think what we've seen is is you really have an acceleration of the trends in people's behavior that we've seen anyway. And I think exactly like you've observed with with people going for more sports casual clothes, it's been an underlying trend that's been happening slowly, slowly, especially in the more conservative circles for some years. But then that pandemic moment, that that sort of rupture, kind of in in people's habits, really really accelerated that. And I think today, when you look at taste making, you know, the mobile phone is really the the primary sort of uh, you know connecting device between yeah. us and and everything around us. And when people learn about brands, they form op- opinions about styles and products. It's predominantly on mobile. It's predominantly on social media, and then connect into a little bit of web. But it's 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 total. I mean, Instagram has gone through the roof when it comes to that role of actually informing stylistic choices. Uh, and that's, of course, driven a whole host of different influences I would see from sneakers becoming more than mainstream, like, you know, hyper-mainstream. You see now, Jordan, some people that would have never worn a casual shoe in the workplace. So it's it's, it's, a, it's a different thing. And then, as you're saying, you know, as people are working more from home, the the idea of versatility, comfort, uh, loungewear, etc., the you know, sort of street acceptability of of all things, tracksuits and hoodies and, and all the rest of it, that's that's just accelerated massively. And I think seemingly people are now also very much more used to doing the majority of their shopping online. And I think having transferred to Zoom meetings that has been a major driver because you can do your online shopping at the same time, which is fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, so you're putting focus on that again. Yeah for no, the next 12 m- we we like, always
0: have done you know and when yeah. we started off especially i think in 2016 17 with Mr Porter yeah. and we started off selling online there mm-hmm. i remember in the beginning it was everybody's question but he said, but Mr Granger you cannot possibly sell a 10000 uh, euro watch online and i always said well luckily i don't have to decide that because at the end of the day what we are here to do is is provide a customer service and an experience and then ultimately it'll be our customers who decide whether they want to have a, a 6 hour you know, nice uh, luxury treatment experience in a boutique, or whether I want to buy in 15 seconds flat online. It's not me who's stipulating that. And I think what we just, as you say, you know, we've just seen people's habits have changed quite
1: considerably. And uh, uh, the turnaround of a new watch collection is still three to five years. Right? Yeah, so I
0: mean basically so, yes, if you're talking watch movements, technical developments, it's yeah. it's a five year horizon. And designs as well. Designs it's a it's a two to three year horizon on actual sort of finished product design.
1: Do you consider it differently where you sell it? Is 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 that going into the design process? Is Christian Knob Thinking about okay, we're selling more I online. Wish. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been in his office yesterday. There's a couple of things he's done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some stuff I like.
0: No, I, I don't think I don't think we we see um, fundamentally that the 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 sort of shopping behavior is that different across channels. I think what we do see is that obviously regionally there's always been size preferences, strap preferences, color preferences that are regionally different. I think this we can definitely see between, you know, there's countries where people are really going towards smaller diameters, mm-hmm. maybe flatter watches, more vintage style watches. There's, and, and there's other areas where people still are looking for big presence instrument watches. And though there are differences. And we know in terms of colors as well, we, we see a bit of difference. But it's not that online or, you know, e-com has a specific type of
1: product that is
0: uh, different from physical stores.
1: Okay, I went in there yesterday because I've me personally, I would like to change um, the the housing into t- titanium housing. Yeah. Um. So at the end, for me as a non super watchy person, the last fifteen years, I'm not super happy that I can't customize different parts of it, and I've seriously discussed this with Christian, where he says like, yeah, but that's what. We are providing we yeah. we don't want you to have that choice, so customization and stuff um where does this start, and where does it end because at at one point, I mean you've seen it in the car, like the the customization possibilities of cars, yeah, and for me, I would there's a couple of things I would like to change, and I'm not talking about a pink dial or whatever. it's just um the watches that are there, how can I combine them differently,
0: yeah,
1: is that gonna come around the corner yeah, are you going absolutely. to
0: let me? Uh, ab- Absolutely, not, not too far down the line. Yeah. There, there are options on that. I think we always have to remember um, obviously the car industry is quite, quite direct with us basically yeah. as soon as you fiddle with the car warranty is gone and then it, it's up to you basically. Yeah. We've always had this approach that obviously we make products that last forever. We make yeah. products that don't have a shelf life and basically when we release even a small special edition, we guarantee that all of those parts in your watch are available as spare parts uh, for basically ever. And that's obviously that increases the complexity hugely when you start to do factory customized products because if you have a special dial color, if you have a special finish on the case, etc., this you could take to customer service in a completely different country in the end. They must recognize what your watch is, what the original parts are, Um, and will be able to service it. So you have to find a... A caveat to be able to do that, where I basically say to you, similar to the car industry, you're buying a standard product from me, you're buying a customization from us, but if this is ever to be refurbished, restored or repaired, it goes back to its standard finish. Right? Because otherwise the complexity of these um, customized um, reference numbers would just blow the system up, basically. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 where we have to.
1: So down the road, we have to do a special edition, IWCX Parry. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> yes, that's a, stop that's a business <laughs> But you are doing a couple of special editions. I've seen some, yeah. on the walls of of uh, Christian Knoll, head you? of design. Have yeah. you? I don't
0: sneaking past <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's some of them are super nice. Yeah. Some of them are interesting. <laughs> some of
0: them are downright shocking. It does happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is like
1: that. Right? Um, but is that um, something like? are you going to start to do different stuff as well? We talked about it. Is there anything, do you see, because a lot of people like Collabs or Crossovers yep. or, um, and, and you're a huge brand. You have yep. a great, recommend- like, is that something you work on? Is that yeah. something you talk about? I know we have yeah, a I common think friend, Brian, yeah. and stuff. So yeah, no, I think
0: it's super relevant because uh, literally when you bring, I think you have a really, really a shared kind of basic mindset of design and engineering that goes through the apparel industry, the fashion industry, uh, the, the automotive industry, uh, a lot of different sports equipment manufacturers and so on. And at the end of the day, you know, all driven by the same kind of trends, the same insights, mm-hmm. the same sort of lifestyle, basic attitudes. And to bring then different perspectives Um, Is so, so valuable because again, when I just think about uh, Lewis Hamilton collabs, we'll just actually have a meeting again uh, later today with him in, in Austin actually to discuss a couple of things. And he brings a very unique viewpoint, yeah. right? And at the end of the day, what you find together in these collabs is that crossover world between sort of our DNA and design expression, and then of course the, the the tastes and the attitudes that come from you know his environment and his circles, and to find that moment where the two come together gives a really interesting twist because you create a product that we wouldn't make off our own backs you know this would not be an IWC that we just sort of come up with randomly ourselves and at the same time you know it's something for Lewis that really brings in our DNA yeah. so and, and I think that's what I really value about these collabs because you got some creativity uh, some creative energy coming that you wouldn't generate otherwise and that's why I think they are they are interesting beyond the purity of brand crossover
1: and all the rest of it what's been the best collab so far at IWC
0: well, I, I must say I do in, enjoy the, the Hamilton process very much because like Lewis is is hugely involved in, he has a very, very clear aesthetic vision and he has, he has a very good challenging partnership between him and us as a creative team, um, which I always think brings out really interesting stuff in the end, so we'll have to wait and see.
1: Would you ever do like a, in, in that, uh, what was it? Which shape was the football this morning? Oh, the uh,
0: squirrel t- The yeah, Is this, this topic any collapse <laughs>
1: coming up on, on that? Uh, might, the, be, yeah, might, might be. Might be. Might yes. Be, yeah, yeah. Around the <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so coming back to the review. Um, my strap, I have to clear. But because we, I did like working with you. Mm. I did like what we did on the podcast. Mm. I listened to your I, – I did – the number one episode was James Marston. Yeah. That was so much fun. Yeah, he's and fantastic. Like, it? It's been, yeah, but you were also very good in that. Did I have a good uh, day. Yeah. It
0: always depends whether I come at a horrible meeting just before. <laughs> yeah, the energy <laughs> level is, is <laughs> really <it>
1: dependent, <laughs> but you, the, the other stuff was mm. also good. Mm.
0: <laughs> 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 to me, the pro podcast, they gave feedback <laughs> to the poor Watch yeah. CEO <laughs> <laughs> on podcast <laughs> performance. But you, you know that because you're a professional, but I, you know, I find this, First of all, this is actually the first face-to-face podcast yeah. I have ever done. I, you and life. me here right now, okay. it's the first time I've been with somebody face-to-face. Normally, okay. I stare at this computer screen, yeah. wondering if the technology is still working or not, and, and why I can different. hear a bloody echo. Well, I think you bounce off each other completely differently when you see somebody yeah. compared to just talking at a laptop here, yeah. you, you know, especially when it's like, the, when it's America, then it's sort of evening time. Yeah abandoned offices, yeah. me in a black box, you yeah. know, on my own with a mic. Um, is, is not the same, but Can literally... Can I tell
1: you a secret? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the laptop is not recording. This device is recording. Yes, I know that. Just, okay, fuck. <laughs> because okay. you keep looking at the... <laughs> It is just that we close the laptop. And
0: <laughs> don't. Somebody will jump in and go, ah, oh, you done. <laughs> <laughs> Squad cast off. Yeah. No, that's one thing. And then the other thing is obviously like we are in a business context. So yeah. obviously I have good meetings, bad meetings, have right. difficult times, you know. Mm-hmm. There are, and, and the energy is not, I don't find it always that easy to switch and, you know, yeah. be lighthearted in a podcast. I and mean, you must have recipes and ways how you deal with that and sort yeah. out your day before you go in.
1: Also don't drink the day before my rule number one I don't drink before I record really yeah it it changes so you never drink yeah (laughs) (laughs) the daily stuff you can drink the the big important (laughs) one yesterday I I didn't drink Ah, okay Um, so um, but but I I think we're on a good way with the podcast Mm. we're not on my side we're not on a good way with everything else we planned we Mm. had a couple of we we had ideas which we didn't got to land I don't know how familiar you are with the uh, containers like the mm. you've been to LA right yes. you, you've you yeah. seen the exhibition it looks sick yeah. on, on social media Absolutely. how is it in real
0: life no it's beautiful I think I, I love the energy I mean I was there for Century City for the opening yep. um, in, up in LA, LA. Yeah. And it was, it is brilliant to see them. From the second we opened in Century City, it fitted so well into the energy of the place and it was rammed from the get-go. Really a good, you know, vibe of clients there and everything else. And I think it brings an, an energy to the conversation that you don't have in a traditional store. Not the same way. You know, it is, it is so... Crisp and engineered, and you see everybody—you know—is just totally happy when they're in this environment, and you can see the the change in 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 my colleagues. Even like you know, dress codes change, everything changes. It's quite interesting to observe. And then I was obviously totally blown away by the setup in Century City beyond the container because I've been to a couple of roadshow stops before, and typically, you know, Europe being Europe. Um, we, we we tend to be up on you know a city square somewhere and and then when you ask okay where can I keep my stuff you know people look at you like well I don't know and then if you do need to use a bathroom you probably have an agreement with a cafe somewhere or pub etc you know no infrastructure whatsoever so I asked the same question in Century City the guys were well have you seen our green room I said hey, green room are you kidding me so just behind the exhibition this door opens up and then you think behind you've got this like beautiful like kitchen catering setup up and sofas and lockers spaces, kitchen bathrooms, etc. But then we go downstairs and just underneath or below the, the green room, they have an entire Celeb setup with hair and makeup rooms with individual dressing rooms um, with all the infrastructure for teleconferencing etc and then to top it all off they actually have one of those blacked out parking cages just outside that so when Glenn came he just pull into there with a the limo huh? everything gets blacked out and he can get out and then basically you get ready and then you just pop up in the heart of Century City. I mean I'm suddenly very excited sorry I'm a European boy yeah. And don't get this treatment normally, but the infrastructure is insane. Then you walk out there and yeah. there you are, red carpet, boom.
1: It is very, very, very it's good.
0: Something to be learned from you over there, definitely.
1: Yeah, 100%. But I'm a little bit like, I'm not mad, I'm a little bit disappointed that you drove past my house and yeah, you didn't even. repeatedly, not only once. Yeah, I think it's three times. You didn't even say hello. <laughs> like what
0: I had so many more interesting people to meet that I know <laughs> this is, going, this is it's not okay. going the way no, no, not at all no Paul we, we actually we had you in the plan i think you weren't even there anyway correct um, and you know the problem was you know i used to go to to your general area once a month basically pre pandemic and i mean, once a month yeah, why because well projects and partnerships okay. anyway. so there was a, is is a lot and we we have i mean a lot of our things <laughs> broadly speaking <laughs> are based around your region uh, the less said the better but so, so therefore i hadn't been back since last march yeah. And obviously the, the schedule was just madness. I, I spent basically all day on Google Maps just trying to figure out if I could how I could string these things together yeah, yeah. depending on traffic and yeah, everything yeah. else just to be able to to cover all our bases. But I am uh, totally remorseful and next time um, I will make sure yeah. that I'll come and see you in
1: Newport. Because that's my review. Number one review is a very good podcast with James Marston for cut, you. Cut my bonus, um, yes second review is you didn't say hello I don't like that um third of it is there's so many ideas we wanted to do and we didn't do covid set up whatever so this we're recording over here so it's a legal binding mm. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna keep working? Because this is the end. This is like uh, where we're wrapping up our sort of contract. We had a half-year contract. We started uh, to work together. So um, you have an option. Do you want to pull that option right now? <laughs> no, 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 you just definitely. say yes. Yes, I absolutely. do. Yes,
0: well, we, I, <laughs> we, we pull the option um, for sure. I think I still think you know. And I, speaking to Brian Calvera of Period Correct, who was over mm. here for Goodwood just a couple of days ago with his lovely wife Nicole, um, we were just discussing that we still we want to. And, and Brian is very much in this this idea of creating a space somewhere that really combines the finest of engineering, of style, of watchmaking, mm-hmm. of, uh, architecture, furniture, and that really brings together a whole sort of design language, as it were, and expression, and do that in a really, really interesting location as a kind of friends and family yeah. only kind of sort of pop up. Um, I'd love to do that. And th- this is something that uh, you're obviously—it's—it's it's probably on your doorstep. So you're not firing me. That's that's step fir- number one. Because, uh, but to be oh. honest, Listen. to have
1: an honest conversation—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm not the usual IWC guy. Mm. So after half a year working with me. Mm. You, I'm fishing for compliments. Over yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> You're saying it's not that bad as you no. expected it.
0: No, and not not half as bad as I expected it. And it turns out people are really connecting with you, which yeah. is <laughs> great. So your storytelling trying. sits uh, right with people, and it was quite striking um, this morning. I bumped into a friend of mine uh, around here who's seen a lot of IWC FOBs and partners and ambassadors come and go. But he's not he, working for IWC. No, he's not he's working for IWC. Yeah, work. yeah, exactly. And he was totally excited and said, you wouldn't believe who I saw yesterday. And I said, I bumped into Paul Rybke. I said, yes, he's here. going to see him today. And he was way more excited than any of the A-listers swanning in and out of the manufacturer. So, you know, you, you've you got a rep here. Definitely. One one of 20. So, uh, which is still one of 20. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, I'm I'm mm.
1: Super excited to to because I have a lot of ideas. Mm. I have a lot of stuff, and uh, there's also a couple because we started quite international with LA and, yeah. and English speaking. Uh, I do want to do something German French, stuff. Yes, we should do some uh, French, French stuff. Alors, tu parles
0: français? Un catastrophe No, I want to go to. <laughs> be interesting. Share a s- bottle of red wine and try podcast in French.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, uh with that uh, okay so um yeah i want to do some german stuff what's happening in germany can so, we do some stuff there? Is yeah, that-
0: absolutely. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be quite quite a, a year for Germany next year. Got yeah. a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of developments in, in Germany. And I really thought that during the pandemic as well, especially for Clubhouse, being too able to connect with all of the young uh, watch geek come collector um, seen in Germany is incredibly active. I had no idea. There's so many very, very young people who are into their mechanical watches. Um, we had a couple of get-togethers already Had a, a great dinner up in, in Düsseldorf I'm sure i talked about and it's just amazing to see this generation 18 to sort of mid 20s yeah it's crazy um, there right? there is lots and lots we can do and uh, it'd be uh, absolutely lovely to for you to be
1: part of it okay that's my that's my goal for the future what's your goal for the next 12 month in your personal life who who are you who are you reporting to by the way to who who do you have your uh, at the moment what, i'm reporting to you it yeah, seems please like. report to me so <laughs> <laughs> so um what's where do you see yourself in three years
0: look i mean we're gonna carry on this fantastic journey look we're gonna we're gonna bring a great joy and entertainment to our customers and clients around the world who are enjoying our timepieces, and that's what we're here for. We have to remember you know we make an entertaining product, we make something that people are supposed to enjoy, and things that you really want to feel good about all around, and I think to bring this experience to more and more of our customers globally, that is exactly the journey we're continuing. Making beautifully consistent,
1: timelessly elegant watches with
0: great technical content and great storytelling around it. And that's where you come in.
1: Because honestly, I was, uh, today I was, and I've seen some boutiques, for example. Like I've worked with Lewis and, and Battery yeah. and everything and and Mercedes and the whole team. So wherever, globally, whenever in Singapore there's an IWC boutique and they they go there and we have a look at it, but i have to admit the best i've seen was today mm. in zürich which mm. was exactly what you just said it's it's not a it's not not a, a watch place anymore no. it's it's a showroom it's a it's an experience center there's a car in there which i don't do you, Do you know how they got that car in there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So this is um, Racing Works, of course, has this uh, car lift inside where you've seen the 300 SL. We can actually in front of it. There's the bar setup. This entire bar setup moves, and then we can actually put a custom-made ramp. Um, up okay. to the window and then the window comes out the one that sits in front of the car we've got ramps either side and then obviously using the mobile trolley jacks and stuff and then the car goes over it's quite a process
1: but there's like a there's tram stations and stuff like yeah
0: that. I mean you do this at 2 o'clock at night obviously not during the day that would be quite <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> disruptive in the street that's probably why we haven't changed the car yet to be honest <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't bring that car to Goodwood. Uh, no no
0: okay. no it's, that would have been a, a <laughs> bit of a shocker I think no but it's um, it's unique and you're right I mean this is again this is one of the that we had pre-pandemic already, but that really came to a point during the pandemic is that if we do, you know, big IWC retail spaces, you've got to have an experience and a story that people want to come and see. And, and okay. above all, of course, it's a relationship place and they always are. It's about us connecting with our customers and and you buy as much of the relationship and the experience in a thing like a mechanical watch as you do a product. And that's, that's I think, why these places are so important. I think we're really looking at... Uh, how we can make them extra special and destinations in their own right when people travel, that there's something new to discover in in all of these places. And who is the coming. new
1: testimonial? <laughs> <laughs> now we discussed it for real a lot of times how it's super hard to choose somebody yeah. because you need somebody who, who has the core values of yeah. your brand and who is a partner and who is a... I've, I've, I, I can I can tell you I'm I'm a super fan of Tom Brady yeah. wearing your watches constantly and it doesn't feel like you don't have, you probably don't have to call him and say you're at the White House maybe you put that mm. on he's putting those watches on by himself probably right? no, yeah, and we, so, yeah and he's a fan it yeah. feels like he's a fan yes. and that's the that's the blueprint that's the ideal scenario at the end how how do you achieve that well i think it's a couple of things a
0: i'm looking for authentic relationships the second thing that um mm. You know, I, that always works best for me is like you—you you meet somebody, you see if you're vibing at the end of the day, yeah. and then it's also all about, for me, trying to bring people into a, a context with our clients and partners because you can really see if it clicks or if it doesn't click. And ultimately, you know, you can have the most famous ambassador on earth, but if—if if you can't work together in a kind of relaxed way, it's never going to be good. So I think you just have to focus on where you've got that energy where people actually come together, and it's something I always noticed with um, our friends at the Formula One team, whether yeah. it's with Lewis or with Toto or anybody in the, in the Mercedes team. When I bring clients to that, you know, often people say to me afterwards, now I understand why you guys work together, because the spirit and the way you approach stuff and the way you work is very very similar, and your attitudes and the whole sort of value thing is very similar. And that's ultimately what you want. You want that authenticity in an ambassador that people say, yeah, that represents that brand, that's what they stand for. And And this is more than just, you know, being... Good-looking, famous person that uh, you know does good advertising. It's it's it goes a bit deeper than that, I think perfect
1: Boom. I don't have any more questions we're at 37 minutes
0: uh, 37 minutes do you um, but with questions? all the editing out of all the inappropriate comments no, that's what's inappropriate what do we have to edit out we probably need to record an extra 10 minutes or something.
1: <laughs> do you have any questions for me
0: I'm no listen prepared. actually it's, you know it's it's been an, an absolute pleasure you know I love these these crossovers where you know you come with a completely different perspective into the watch world you know and obviously we've I've known you originally just from your time on the moon bird which is, I'm still by the way you know, talking about PMP, <laughs> This is still, I am so jealous that this was one of those things I missed in 2010 when you were cruising up and down yeah. off, off the Med Coast in yeah. France with yeah. Captain Knob, right? Yeah. Captain Knorp For Knorp days on end, yeah. then you poor people had to hire a helicopter to do some air to water yeah. uh, shots and yeah. it all sounded terribly hard work. He came back with a hell of a tiny new lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> and beautiful Moonberg interviews. But you know, that's when I when I first... Um, met you in a sense, and then obviously through the Formula One days, you were the guy who was sticking cameras in people's yeah. faces. Yeah. <laughs> <And> then,
1: <laughs> there's I've, I've, there's a couple of people like there's a lot of pictures of mine uh, in your boutique today.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we probably didn't pay you properly for that. No, no, that's it's <laughs> <laughs> you have all rights for whatever
1: <laughs> I shot. So it's a it's a full buyer.
0: No, and and bringing your perspective, I think to to our world, it's it's just it's always good constantly being sort of questioned and almost sort of your your, your perspective interrogated as it were and challenged because that just brings a much more rounded view I think to the the way we talk about uh, us and the brand and and everything else so thank you for that very much appreciate (laughs) it and I'll buy you lunch yeah let's go have a lunch (laughs) see you later see you later thanks a lot (laughs)